I swore I'd never go back. Uh, I remember walking circles around my tent and crying myself to sleep in the cold and the um, my eyelashes freezing together. But uh, here I am. I'm getting ready to get on a Russian plane headed for the North Pole. And uh, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> We fly for hours above a continent-sized jigsaw of fractured ice. Splinters of open leaves reveal the blackness of the Arctic Ocean below. We're told the makeshift runway on the ice where we're headed is cracked. No one's sure what'll happen when we land. But it holds, and we arrive at Camp Borneo, about 60 miles from the pole. And it's this really strange, temporary floating ice camp. A couple of big blue tents and a bunch of vodka-drinking Russians. Like Victor Boryaski, who's crossed Antarctica by dog sled and skied the pole too many times to count. He presides over Borneo. His concerns today include the cracked runway, two tents that need to be moved due to shifting ice, and a bulldozer which went through the ice trying to clear the new runway. But he says there's no place he'd rather be because it's always changing and, and it's never the same. North Pole is different. North Pole is the same. Hundreds of miles around the same. Boyaski says because there's no landmark, the North Pole has to be inside you. His friend Jean-Louis Etienne, an elderly Frenchman, agrees. You feel like you are at home and you have a place on Earth where you feel strong, where you feel as it's your identity, that you feel as a part of yourself. I wasn't feeling strong just yet. I was just trying not to feel cold. I've got everything I brought on, everything. Seven pairs of socks, and I have more down than a flock of ducks. Anyway, I'm standing in these big boots that are rated 140 degrees below. It's probably about 40 below right now. My feet are cold. But I had the same boots on as Borge Ausland, who I met on the way up. He's the first man to reach the North Pole alone, totally unsupported. He's since done it in winter, in complete darkness. It's a mental thing. It's the mental thing of standing on the top of the world when I'm up there. I feel small, and I think it's good to feel small. We can build skyscrapers or we can go to the space, but nothing can beat nature. A trip to the pole is just a kind of meditation for me. It's a philosophy. This is only my second trip, so I'm not exactly philosophical at this point. In fact, I'm more focused on whether I'm even going to make it. And that sort of triggers this weird sense of um, survival that I've been having. Like I'm hungry for things I normally wouldn't eat. and I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I saw this chocolate bar... And, um, I took it. <laughs> well, in mine. You know, I don't even like chocolate. <laughs> After a couple more days there in camp, the weather got better enough to get us closer. And on the way, we stopped to resupply these two explorers who'd been on the ice for two months. Len Hubert and Dixie Danziker. And the day before, they'd reached the pole from the northern coast of Siberia. And then they were headed to Greenland for another two months on the ice. 
Dixies. Every gram is too much. <laughs> Don't want it. The Dixies carefully packing his sled meticulously, one thing at a time. Oh, look at this. He's joking as a lamb. What a chaos. He's hastily throwing his stuff into his sled. Different personalities. <laughs> Dixie's been to the pole before, but even so. The whole thing was just bad, bad, bad. Headwinds, uh, a maze of open water and, and leads. And you really have to work hard to get to that mythical place, which is so volatile. Because as soon as you get there, you're already gone. Yeah. <laughs> With the wind and... Okay, well, today's North Pole Day. So now it's my turn, and my expedition isn't nearly as arduous as theirs. Okay, my sled is a lot lighter. It's pretty obvious where to go and where not to go, right? Yeah. But out there, other than my own breathing, it's, it's utterly quiet. There's a complete and total absence of life. There's no birds, there's no animals, there's no trees. It's just snow and ice. And maybe that's what makes it feel so still. I walked and skied for hours. There's something a little unnerving about the scale. You know, I just feel really small. You know, that's, people say that about being in the mountains and but I mean, this is really small and vulnerable. See, this is really not good ice right here. Make myself as light as possible. And you know, you're alone on the ice. Something a little unnerving when you take a step and these little tiny cracks shoot out. I remember being cold, but I was, I was also really just happy. My brain is working a lot faster than my hands are. The ice and the sky were the same shade of white. I can't see a thing. It was completely flat in all directions. And the horizon is defined only by the blueness of, of the snow drifts, this wind sculpted like meringue. Other than that, everything's white. Okay. Well. I'm standing at the North Pole. Who gets to say that? I'm in the company of dead men with big dreams and extreme adventurers and scientists and complete and total wackos. I am standing right now at the North Pole. The North Pole. Sure here. Still right on this spot. That's what the GPS says. 90 degrees. So this is right this minute, for this very minute anyway, really the top of the world. Okay, well, if I move in any direction, even just a step, I'll be heading south. That's the thing about it. You're never at the pole for very long. You can't be. It's hard to imagine, but the ice I'm standing on is moving four feet a second or more. And so just in the time that it took me to say what I've said so far, 
Let's see, look at my GPS. The pole's moved, so I'm not at the pole. I'm gonna over here. Uh, yeah, and it's not that the pole has moved, it's that the ice that I'm standing on has moved. And sometimes you can actually see it as, as these cracks, these tiny little cracks appear. And then they open into the Arctic Ocean, which is only a few feet below where I'm standing. And that's pretty hard to forget because one minute you're there walking along on top of the ice, and the next you've fallen through. Legs and feet, you're soaking wet, and it's 40 below. If anything goes wrong, I mean, that nobody can help me. It's like all of a sudden you're in a swimming pool and you look around and there's no edge to swim to, to hang on. Now that's the sense that you get when you're here is that um, it's this feeling that you're not supposed to be here. Somebody said it's a place that wants you dead. That's a little melodramatic, but you got to be careful. And nature doesn't want you here, and the ice doesn't want you here, and your mom doesn't want you here. <laughs> so why are you here? I don't know, maybe that's part of the pull. You know, maybe you come to uh, defy it. Oh my oh, God! Slight fade. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! These days, of course, with a lot of money, a lot of money, and some cold weather experience, you can get to 90 degrees north pretty easily. Even Borgay Auslin, the guy who called the pole a meditation, he's now guiding short trips to pay for his own expeditions, and there he was hitting a golf ball with his clients who had given up trying to ski there after a couple of days and were airlifted. Hey, Leslie and Christian, it's it's Neil, it's Dad, and uh, I'm calling you from the North Pole. Made it here and uh, heading yeah, back. Yeah, the, the cell phone call sure and the you, golf. Uh, when I can or when I get email service. Surprisingly, okay. it didn't take away at all from what I had done to get there. Okay, I can't feel my face anymore, and I can't feel my feet, so I think my time I'm gonna get right on top of it again. You know, I wasn't a first. I wasn't the first to do anything or be anything at the pole. And yet for me, you have the same urge and you've done the same thing that so many other sort of crazy people, for their own reasons, have been there and probably thought some of the same things that you're thinking. So there's a connection. And that was enough. I'm standing on the North Pole. stand here much longer because I gotta move <laughs> otherwise we'll be standing in this spot for a long time I just want to uh, kind of savor this